This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. What is your next mission from God? We all have one. God has something in mind for us right where we are. Welcome to Your Next Mission from God with Julian Durko, where the saints show us how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Based on Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, Julie shares unique stories from the lives of the saints to show how they searched for and discovered God's will for their lives. Bikita was about seven or eight years old, and she was with another little girl who was about the same age. These two little girls had been captured by Arab slave traders, and they had made a run for it at the first opportunity. They'd been chained together for a lot of their journey. It had been several days, and for for whatever reason, they were unchained, and, and the slave trader turned his back, and it was dark, and the two little girls took off. While they were hiding, they could hear large animals prowling around and roaming about, and they were really in mortal danger, and they knew it. And so Bakita, years later, told a friend what happened that night. And I'm going to read the friend's account. We don't have Bakita's written account because she never learned to read and write. But here we go. Quote, Bakita once told me that something happened after she and her companion escaped from their owner on the very first night they spent in the forest. While everything was dark all around them, they were hiding under, under some plants and suddenly saw, she saw a beautiful figure take shape in the sky. Surrounded by light, this figure was smiling at her and pointed out the way she should follow. Without telling anything about this to her companion, she confidently followed the direction that the mysterious figure indicated. In this way, she found the strength and courage to continue on, and thus they were saved from the wild beast. Near dawn, the figure disappeared, and she did not see it again. Well, as it turned out, they did escape that particular slave trader, but they ended up getting captured by someone else back into the slave trade they went. And little Bakita never saw her family back in the Sudan again, her mom and dad. She never saw them again. She would be traded five times in the Arab slave market. She would undergo beatings and ritual scarrings, she would witness horrific things like crucifixion, not exactly uh, with a cross, but a pole. She would witness these kinds of things done to slaves. And it was just a, a terrible nightmare that went on for years and years. Well, eventually somebody bought her, the last person to bought her actually made her a gift to an Italian family. Augusto Michelli and his wife, Lady Tirina, and they had a little girl named Mimina. Anyway, so this family now is, she belongs to this family, and she becomes little Mimina's nanny. So Bakita is a a young teen at this this time in her life, and they go back and forth, you know, from Africa to Italy. But this family, the Michellis, 
they are business people and they have business in Africa and they're going to go back and they're going to buy a hotel and they're going to move there permanently as a permanent residence. And in order to make this big adventure work, they really need to be gone an extended period of time over a year. So they don't want to take little Mamina. They think that that's just too dangerous for a toddler. So they end up leaving Bakita and Mamina with the Kenosian sisters in Italy. So Bakita is the nanny and she's taking care of little Mamina, but they're staying with the sisters. And so they stay with them over a year. And during this time, uh, Bakita uh, is given a gift from, from a man. He gives her a crucifix. And before he gives it to her, he kisses it lovingly. And he gives her the crucifix. And she's never owned anything in her life. But now this is the first thing she has ever owned is a crucifix. And it moved her soul so much. The Lord started really to work. She, whoever this was on the cross, because she didn't know Jesus Christ, but whoever it was, she totally could identify with him because he was beaten and he was hanging there. And she'd been in similar situations. Anyway, she knew it was special. And she knew that this man the man who'd given her the crucifix, that he loved Jesus on that cross. So anyway, during the year, because she's with the Kenosians, she becomes Catholic. And she's so excited to learn about God. And she's just thrilled. And of course, it's the cross. It's because she knows her Savior knows her inside and out, that he's like her. So you know, the cross is what made her, it was like a magnet, drew her to Jesus. And she loved the truth that she found. So in the meantime, the Michellis, they, they return and they want to come and get Bakita and, and Mamina and take them permanently to Africa, to the hotel they've made. And Bakita is going to be a barmaid. That's what she's going to do. Well, the Kenosians and this man who had given her the, the crucifix, they realize that Bakita does not have to go with this family. You see, when she first came, she was under their guardianship, a minor. But in their absence, time had passed and she was had come of age. And so viewed as an adult, she could no longer be owned by anyone because slavery was illegal in Italy. Well, they challenged it. They challenged the ownership and there was there was a court hearing and everything else and and Bakita Bakita won and she didn't have to go with them. But this was the heart wrenching thing about it. They still asked her to go. They wanted her to go because, you know, they needed her, obviously. And Bakita, you know, since she had been torn from her family so many years ago, she had not been loved and she had not loved anyone. But she and little Mamina loved each other. Mamina had spent more time with Bakita than her own mother. So it was hard for the child to be torn from Bakita. And it was really hard for Bakita to be torn from Mamina. The one person that she loved and that loved her. But Bakita realized that deep in her soul, something was at stake. Something very precious and important to her. And she, she just followed that prompting of the Holy Spirit. And I do have her quote. This is her quote about this and why she did not go with them. Quote, no, I will not leave the house of the Lord. It would mean my ruin. 
unquote. She knew if she left that she'd not only lose her freedom, she wouldn't be able to practice being Catholic. She'd just found her faith. She'd just found Jesus, and she didn't want to give it up. So as time goes on, she ends up becoming a, a Canossian sister herself, and she lived as a, as a nun in Italy. As she got older, there were some missions going to Africa, and she would have loved to go with them. But she, her health wasn't good as she got older. But what the sisters asked her to do was just tour Italy, telling her story to to create a desire in people to have missionaries go to Africa. And so she would tell her story and, and her language was, her English was so poor that she often went, you know, with a, a an interpreter because the people couldn't understand her. And so she'd tell her story. But in doing this, people said, you know, there's this other nun who's got a story very similar to yours and you need to meet her. Well, in her travels, they arranged for this to happen. She meets this woman, the sister that everyone was speaking about to her who had her similar story was a visitation sister. And they had told her she should meet her. So in the, in the travels they did, they did go to meet this visitation sister who had a similar story. She'd been captured as a child in Sudan and had gone through the slave markets too, just like Paquita and had ended up in Italy where Slavery was illegal and ended up as a visitation sister. So these, these two women meet and they're, they're elderly now and they meet. And I'm going to, to read an account uh, from a witness so you can see what happened. The brief but joyful meeting between the little brown visitation sister and the little brown Kenosian nun was indescribable. Words cannot convey how much happiness Dear Sister Maria Augustina felt in seeing good Mother Bakita as her own dearest sister. She was completely convinced of this, and it seemed to me that Bakita was too. Sister Augustina, filled with joy and emotion, said, Oh, how I thank the Lord for giving me this satisfaction. And her tears came streaming down, and Bakita replied, We will see each other again. Unquote. What had happened a couple of years before Bakita had been abducted as a child, her own older sister had gone missing. And when these two women meet, they're in their 60s now, when they meet, they piece together the story of what they can remember. Bakita couldn't remember much. She didn't even remember her African name. Bakita was given to her by the Arab slave trade. She had forgotten so much. If you can imagine having a trauma like that in your childhood, you would forget a lot. But anyway, the two elderly nuns, they piece everything together and they come to realize that they're actually sisters, that the little visitation sister was Bakita's older sister who had been abducted a couple of years before she had. I think that is so amazing that parts of the family have come back together that, you know, how this all, how this all happened. But one of the things that is notable is that Bakita said she would not trade her childhood, her slavery days, if it meant losing Jesus. She was not glad that she had been a slave, but it led her to Jesus. And so if that's what it took for her to find Jesus, she would not give it up. And I think that that's amazing.
Sometimes people go through very hard things in life, very hard things. I mean, what she went through was horrific, but you know, they're refugees or they're displaced or they, they fight cancer. They lose someone. They go through some really tough things, things that they would never choose for themselves. And when they come out the other side, they'll say, that was a blessing. I am glad for it. I wouldn't trade it away because it made me the person I am now. It helped me grow in this relationship with God that wouldn't have happened otherwise. So please don't misunderstand. I, I understand me. I do not advocate slavery or, or bad things to bring about good. But what I'm saying is that God will not be outdone by evil. And he uses whatever bad things happen in this life towards good. He'll use everything towards good because he will not be outdone by evil. It has been such a privilege to be with you today. And I sincerely thank you for joining me. My hope and prayer and my mission is that you were inspired towards whatever God has for you at this time in your life. This is Julie Anderko with your next mission from God. Pray with me. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, we love you. You've been listening to Your Next Mission from God with Julie Omdurko, produced at the studios of Mater Dei Radio in Portland, Oregon. To listen to this podcast, visit materdayradio.com. To find out more about Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, or if you're in need of a Catholic speaker for a parish mission, retreat, conference, or event, visit catholicfinishstrong.org. That's catholicfinishstrong.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.